Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, the other week we did an episode about airport security. And from that, a listener wrote in with a really interesting follow-on topic for us. Oh yes, yes. Thank you, Mike, for writing in uh, and for asking the question, how are the trays at airport security labeled as something called antimicrobial? That is a great question. How are these antimicrobial surfaces and some of the other surfaces you see around in public places considered antimicrobial without putting any cleaning product on them? What does it even mean to be antimicrobial? So some substances just don't allow for a lot of bacterial growth. Certain materials like silver and copper can actually mess with bacteria and kill them. Metals especially are actually naturally antimicrobial. A brass doorknob, for example, will self-sterilize in about eight hours if left untouched. And then for the uh, plastic trays that was asked about, what they do is they actually add additives to perform a very similar function to copper. And what this does is it disrupts the structure of the bacteria and kills it. And actually, it's not just airports, but even hospitals where you'll find the most common and most important use of antimicrobial coatings. And obviously, this is a setting where you need really, really good sterilization of medical devices to prevent any hospital-associated you know, infections and stuff. So how is it that silver and copper kill bacteria? Can we explain that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so with silver, it's actually the silver ions that have been shown to react with certain enzymes that kind of like inactivate them and leads to the cell's eventual death. Silver ions have also been shown to interact with DNA uh, with the effect of possibly doing something like preventing any DNA replication. So the use of silver as an antimicrobial is fairly well understood. Copper's properties, you know, the other one you asked about, has been known for even longer. But uh, the funny thing is the antimicrobial properties of copper are still under some pretty active investigation. Let's talk about copper because it was used a lot in ancient civilizations, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, it goes back. Ancient civilizations exploited these antimicrobial properties of copper long before the concept of you know microbes became even understood in the 19th century. There were several copper medicinal use, use cases uh, in the ancient world, and it was also observed centuries ago that water contained in copper vessels or transported in like these copper systems was of way better quality than water contained or transported in other materials. And so researchers, researchers today are still investigating the exact mechanisms that make copper antimicrobial. But for example, elevated copper levels inside a cell causes what they call oxidative stress and oxidative damage uh, to cells. So that's one theory. Now, there's another way of killing bacteria, and that is with UV light. Why is UV used for cleaning things? Oh yeah, so UV light, you know, ultraviolet light here, uh, what it does is it actually ionize the DNA inside cells and therefore break it down. So what this does is it disrupts the cell function and kills bacteria over time. It also creates a small amount of ozone 
which can also do serious damage to cells. And it's widely used for cleaning because it's, you know, it's a fairly non-invasive way of disinfecting surfaces that doesn't require any toxic or damaging or hard to get chemicals. And the reason this works is that UV light, you know, it's a very short, it's a short enough wavelength that it can penetrate into the cells and viruses. And when it does that, it causes damage to this pathogen's DNA. Uh, essentially, in a way, kind of giving these pathogens like a like a supercharged kind of cancer. Uh, now that you describe it that way, I remember we did actually do an episode about UV quite a few episodes back. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. We asked if we should bother with um, using low SPF sunscreens. That's right. Now, just to wrap up on antimicrobial surfaces, let's talk about two final surfaces that are just fun facts. The first one is an antimicrobial surface naturally occurring in the human body. So that, what we're talking about here is uh, earwax. Earwax has this kind of bactericidal effect on some strains of bacteria. We actually did an episode on earwax too. You go listen to it. These antimicrobial properties are due primarily to the presence of actually saturated fatty acids and to the slight acidity of earwax or cerumen, as it's kind of known medically. And finally, there is an antimicrobial surface that's been used by the British Army. Oh yeah, that's a fun example. Um, it's underwear. <laughs> so there are some reports that say the British Army actually issues antimicrobial underwear that can be worn for something like three months at a time. I hope that has lots of copper in it. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. Just like Mike did. As always, thanks to the community at r slash explain like I'm five. And we will see you all next week.